the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Yes, honey bunny, those pictures are from O'Hare Airport, where I flew into the sewer. Third world hellhole that it is. But it does explain why all of the Mexican independents were celebrating like it was Tijuana. It's very, very similar to Tijuana. Same corrupt politicians, same sewer run by cartels. So I guess I get it. There was no celebration like that in Florida. Not in not where I live, anyway. Uh, it was something to see. 63 people shot. With, let me guess. Did they have a meeting? Ooh, Google. Chicago shootings meeting on Monday to address the violence. There's only 147 of them. You don't even know what year it is because it's the same bull dung because it's a third world sewer. So celebrate away, Mexican Independence Day. Although I'm from Melrose Park. It was something to be from Melrose Park. Way back in the 70s when even illegal aliens had a much higher IQ than your average Democrat today. They weren't real proud. They fled it because it was a sewer and a hellhole. So they weren't really waving flags back then. But my, how things have changed. I think it's due to the fact that the Americans became dumber. So now we just sit idly by and let streets get shut down and mayhem ensue. What are you going to do? It's the end of summer. Go ahead. That's how your standards drop down. And that leads us to this embarrassment called the president, let alone a man. I mean, it's pathetic enough when he sits in a car like some slow-witted Lenny from Of Mice and Men. Tell my secret service I'm driving the car home. Oh, okay, you moron. He says the same thing no matter what car he's in. And the Democrats don't care. But 60 Minutes, it was, it was even low for 60 Minutes, which has been low whew, since Leslie Stahl was menopausal in the 90s. It's now just a propagandist joke. It really is. And Scott Pelling, you Andy Warhol-looking freak, if you had any dignity, you'd be embarrassed of yourself. Mr. President, you are the oldest president ever. Pretty good shape, huh? Which leads to my next question. No. See, that's the thing. It's, you know, what are you, you're funny like we're in the locker room and are at, the, at your country club. Pretty good shape. Did you make fun of yourself that you need help in the shower and you just went wee-wee down the same drain? No, it, you're not in good shape. You're sad and you're pathetic. And aside from your country slipping in, to a third world hellhole we have problems all around the world as the enemies of freedom and liberty not the america that you sold out you political whore but the enemies of the ideology of the enlightenment are gaining money power and strength so no you're not doing pretty good in fact if you were a dog you wouldn't go home with the owner you are more aware of this than anyone some people ask whether you are fit for the job and when you hear that 
Now, now, now listen to the cadence in which he's speaking. He's speaking that way as if you were talking to an illegal alien because he's so dementia ridden, he can't keep up. So you have to speak to him like he was a dog you found on a stray street in a bad neighborhood. And you're not sure if the owners taught the pit bull English. So you speak real slow. Get in the car, Vato, and don't bite anybody. I wonder what you think. Watch me. And honest to God, that's all I think. Now, you know who's watching that? All of the people that want to see us collapse. All of the enemies of our dollar. Because for the main part, even when Joe Biden had his faculties, we've committed atrocities by weaponizing currency. There are millions and millions of people who are very angry at the Americans. Rightfully so in some cases. In some cases. Not only are those the people looking at it, the ones that are wishing us all kinds of bad stuff, like say like from Mexico as they tear up the streets. All of the people in South America, absolutely. But the ones with the real dangerous stuff that Hillary Clinton brokered, like uranium, like Russia and China, and all the real enemies, like the inbred Saudis, the Iranians who beat a girl because they didn't like her beekeeper costume. She didn't have it on straight, so they beat her to death over the weekend. The Iranians and the Indians, who really don't care. They're just looking for deodorant and perhaps some soap. Watch me. If you think I don't have the energy level or the mental acuity, then, then you know, that's one thing. No, 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 no. Here's how it goes, stupid. We impeach you. We don't watch you. Ooh, I hope he doesn't make things worse. You have a job to do. You're not anybody's relative who isn't short in the pants with a little bit of a crack problem. You're none of our problem. You're just some political whore who needs to be under indictment. So what we need to do now is make sure that all of these Republicans who don't know why they're running, but they're pretty sure they want the job, they understand that you need to get this idiot out of office today. Today. This is unbelievable to me. You are in an economic tsunami. There are problems both foreign and domestic that most people cannot comprehend. And this is 60 Minutes, a news show that made its legacy way, way back when, when America had standards, for being an investigative reporter magazine brought to television. It was really something before it gave away its dignity and sold its soul to the Fourth Reich called the American Democrats. It used to have some... Some cachet. There was a guy there long before you heard of Chris Wallace, who's the fruit of his loins. Mike Wallace, who even if you didn't like him, he really found a way to pick a scandal. And he really made news. Some of the the stories he did actually led to societal change. And in some cases, he was called a lib. And yes, he was. But he also pointed out a lot of bad things, in particular, with politics. And sell out political whores like Joe Biden. But now you've interviewed somebody who you know. Every cameraman in that room, everybody that comes in contact, knows Joe Biden is a sick man. And he needs to be removed. Not, not tomorrow. Now. Today. That's another thing. I'm just watching and, and, you know, keep my schedule. Do what I'm doing. I, I think that... Uh, Listen to me, you fracking moron. If I got kicked in the head by a horse, I could do what you're doing, you stupid son of a dog. You're doing nothing but being handled and protected. You can't even keep up in a conversation. That's pathetic. Uh, 
you know, uh, I don't, when I sit down with our NATO allies and keep them together, I don't have them saying, wait a minute, how old are you? What are you, what they say? No, what they're saying, you stupid idiot, is how much money do we owe this stupid country? How much money did the IMF bank swindle us to borrow? How much in debt? How can we circumvent? How can we undermine? That's what they're saying, you moron. You don't have an ally that doesn't owe us money that they can't pay. What you're running is a Ponzi scheme. And you're the guy that should be dragged out by your collar. Have you raised taxes for the last time in your administration? Taxes of anybody making under 400000 bucks are not going to go up a penny. They have- now, it's a good thing that the people who even considered voting for this moron are too stupid to understand that the policies that raise the cost of everything, that's a tax. But they're never going to get the inflation tax. These are morons that just keep voting because they get welfare, like the people I saw at O'Hare this morning. The 450-pounder stuffed into the chair, hoping their plane doesn't get delayed to some place that sells desserts three for one. What this is, what this is, is the tax on top of the inflated price. See, that's all tax increases to people who make under a 400000 And if you live in these sewers, like the one I still own property and still visited today, your property tax is uncoupled from the value of that house. So right now, in a down market, as those prices are going down, your taxes are going up and they have to go up even higher. In fact, Cook County, the entire county, was so embarrassed of the taxes, they're not even going to send them to you till after the election. Good thing the people who are Democrats are too stupid to keep up with that conversation. This one is about the right speed for them, though. I made that commitment when I ran, and I will not now. But what I'm asking you, Mr. President, is are you going to raise taxes on any income level in the United States? Actually, in a statutory way, increase the tax rate. Now, see, Scott Pelling, you Andy Warhol-looking freak, When inflation happens, everybody is paying more. Not just the percentage taxes that go up, but the cost, that's a tax too, Scott. So everybody's paying it. Now, granted, we've got, what, 59 million people on welfare? They just got a big kicker in their food stamps, $1,300. So they don't notice, not that they'd notice anyway, they're selling it to some illegal alien who owns a store for 50 cents on the dollar anyway. No, there is no plan to do that at this moment, although the tax rate is still not fair. The super wealthy are not paying their fair share. Well, you're super wealthy, Joe. You've got a couple of mansions, one on the ocean. What did you pay in taxes? Oh, oh, when you sold your book deal. By the way, this is a real scam that we got to nip in the bud. Maybe 60 minutes could do an expose on it. You see, they bribe these whores through the Democrat mafia who pretends to buy the books when they're released, so they gave Joe Biden $8 million. In fact, from his book sales, he made $13 million, right after he stopped kissing Barack Obama's ass, called the vice president. And when Joe had to pay taxes on that, him and doctor of nothing, Jill, they circumvented all the taxes. They paid on a fraction of it. So you didn't pay your fair share. Now maybe we can have an argument of how no American should pay this crooked rat government over a million dollars in their lifetime or a hundred thousand in one year because the only place they're supposed to be restrains are not on the honest men and women that go to work but on you whore if only if only this country had any standards this embarrassment wouldn't be happening
Mr. President, as you know, last Tuesday, the annual inflation rate came in at 8.3%. The stock market nosedived. People are shocked by their grocery bills. What can you do better and faster? Well, first of all, let's put this in perspective. Inflation rate month to month was just uh, 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 just an inch. Impeach! What do you mean an inch? Hey, you, shorten the pants. What do you mean an inch? 8.3 from a year ago. Last month, 8.5 from a year ago. Do you even have that? See, but in dementia, one of the first things to go is a concept of time, which is why if Andy Warhol, also known as Scott Pelling, would have asked him what day it is, he couldn't have gotten Sunday right. He couldn't have even gotten Friday when they taped it. He doesn't know today what day it is. He is unfit, unable. Don't be distracted with the fact he's just a Democrat, and they all are. We do not have to be married to this idiot. And if you get enough Republicans in there, outside of the Democrat mafia states who have circumvented a legitimate vote, they're going to hold. But you need, that's why you need to not sit and wallow in Mexican Independence Day, but get your ass out of there and go to a state that shores up and has some integrity. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. I uh, I can't believe there's not more outrage. I thought for certain some of the leaders in the Republican Party would be calling for an impeachment. I mean, how much lower does he have to go? Does he have to have a seizure on TV before people say, uh, what exactly is going on? You're supposed to be able to perform the duties of the job. This is what it is. I mean, it's not like he's a Cook County commissioner where he gets to lay in bed and shake and twitch and we have to wait for him to die. This is the president of the United States. The world is slipping. Everyone feels it. Why is it that no one will admit it? Stephen, Arlington Heights. Hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Um, Quick question for you. Obviously, you have a financial background. I'm a young investor, just 26. I have a long way to go. But, you know, I, I have a 401k and an IRA like everybody else. But, you know, getting railroaded, obviously, like everybody out there. You can't just, you know, cash it all out when a dementia your patient guy. is running I'm not, the show. I'm not a registered investment advisor. I, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. But, you know, if you can be as vague as possible, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to pull everything out just when things are despicable. That's obviously a rookie move. But if you can give me anything, yeah. I'm, I'm willing to listen. I can. And here's all you got to say. Uh, past gains are no indication of future rewards. There you go. Now right. we can go ahead and have this conversation. The reality yeah. is, if I, I, I would go to bonds, if you could. That's where you're going to want to be. And I would fade, the, fade rallies. In a bear market, you're going to have bear market rallies. And sometimes they can look vicious. They'll always be on light volume. So a day like today, I'd wait till near the close. And I would buy some SQQQ or some other way to short the market. That's the NASDAQ. But you could do it at the same thing in the Dow Jones. Or if you want to get real adventurous, I, I would buy some puts. You don't want to ever sell options because then your loss is limitless. But you, right. when you buy the option, your loss is what you pay for it. So buy some out-of-the-money puts because this market is about as real as the love and affection of an ex-stripper on a third wife in Wilmette. It doesn't exist. 
So you want to short this son of a gun. It's going to end in calamity. And that's just right. a fact for as long as this idiot and the Democrat idiots are in charge. Now, if you want to take a look at how to make some real money, follow the Nancy Pelosi disclosures. And I'm dead serious. <laughs> that's, son right. of a gun. that's some inside trading nonsense. And she gets away with it. You may get arrested. And by the way, this phone call will definitely assure you of an audit. <laughs> However, you have to start thinking like a, like a bear. Because this is a big bear market, and I also like right. very unique, very specific real estate in very good areas, very good states. So leverage anything. If, you, if you're one of these people, like I have dear friends of mine, they can't move the wife and the whole nine yards. You know, I have to go back every other weekend but because my wife wants to go to family stuff, and i got to take her back, and we go back and the rest of it. But anyway. Yeah. In, I, in theory, I'll, I'll be in Wisconsin next year, and I, you know, I... I've got a family friend who's a former state police officer, so I want to get the skinny from him on this, uh, you know, release of violent criminals act, aka the safety act. So get your family out of here, kid. And I don't care yeah. whether they yell or scream. Believe me, I got. To, I I know what it's like. You just deal with it. I'm the father. Get in the fracking car. It works. It's a little rough for the first three months, but it'll work after that. The other thing is, you need real estate that you can monetize. So if you buy real estate and you're in Lake Geneva. But you could see the lake. You can monetize that son of a gun. If you buy it in Florida, right. but you could see water. You have something unique. Don't just buy to buy. It has to be unique, and you have to be able to monetize it. Then you don't care what the equity does. Somebody else pays for it. All right, brother? Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Brother. Sue and McHenry. This is Sue. Hi, Sue. This is Sean. Squirrel is on the other hey, side. Hey, Sean, I'm so glad to talk to you today. You too. <laughs> I called in today to tell you I appreciate your show. You. Um, you make me laugh on my way home from work. People next to me in traffic probably think I'm nuts just laughing in my car. Um, I agree. Versus every other Chicagoan who's chewing say. on the steering wheel in aggravation. Go ahead. Yep, pretty, pretty much. Um, and I just wanted to tell you that and give you that comment. Um, the one thing I did tell the gal when I did call in was <laughs> I noticed today you were making a lot of references to dogs in regards yeah. to Democrats. Yeah. And we don't want to do that because I love dogs. So I love dogs, I too. I give you that as a comment. I love dogs, too. In fact, <laughs> I love dogs so much that trying to get a pit bull in my car in a, in a ghetto neighborhood actually happened to me. And I said, boy, this is going to be iffy. Right? But if I don't rescue this son of a gun, he's going to end up on the front of a Mack truck. So I had to lure this guy in, and I was pretty sure the dog had never encountered English. So that's a tricky situation. Thank you, Sue. That is. <laughs> yes. He won't be. understand your commands. Yep. No. But in Melrose anyway, Park, everyone understands. Back. Enjoying. Thank you. In, yeah, it was in Melrose Park, and in Melrose Park. You know thank you very much. Everybody understands yelling in Melrose Park. So you just yell kind of nice at the dog. Get in the car, Vato. Candace, Mount Pleasant. Hi, this weekend I experienced something kind of disappointing. I was telling your uh, call screener, uh, met these Korean uh, war uh, veterans, old guys, and uh, yeah, sorry. And um, so I was saying, what do you think about um, this current president? And one guy goes, well, he's better than the last president. And I just, I said, oh my, because and I just it makes me think like I was just listening to Charlie Kirk um, earlier, and he talked about that Operation Mockingbird, and I just don't think that. Boomers understand, they don't understand propaganda and that all this stuff on the news and, and even the sitcoms, it's all propaganda. The magazines, you can't get away from it. And they have no idea. And they really believe this stuff. And as long as they really believe that stuff, 
I feel like the country is kind of doomed because well, because there's more idiots than not. I mean, that that's yes. in the 59 million people on welfare. That's evidence. Yeah. Now, there are some people that are yeah, needy so. and they get on it for a little while and they get off. Fine. Those are people of integrity. But this 59 million people just on welfare, 22 million on unemployment. You know how many are milking that? 21 million. So I, at that point, way, that's uh, that's John, why, Candace, I say you can't wallow in these areas thinking they're going to turn around a hoping and changing. No. Get the hell out of here. Any society that doesn't impeach a Democrat as obviously incompetent as Joe Biden is a society on the on the trajectory of failure. Look at Illinois. They're wallowing in it. And I don't know. Last time I looked at a poll at what was it? Two weeks ago. He was still up the fat slob. Here's a guy 17 hours on the tape with a guy who went to jail. Okay, what are you going to do? That's why, you know, you drive around in Illinois. Turns out the ones with the flag on the hood, they might be the smartest ones. Thank you, Candace. They're all they're they're very proud of a of a sewer. Third world Mexico. I'll tell you, if it's so great, how come everybody's running the hell out of there? 312-642-5600. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, in the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I'm going to help everybody understand in this political climate of a hoping and a wishing, like some Obama supporter. Listen to me. You cannot reason with morons. Give it up. So when Candace calls and tells you there is a uh, Korean War veteran who says, better than the last guy, do you think that that useful idiot, moron that he is, even knows where Somalia is, let alone that we have 3,000 troops there? You think he understands that not only do we waste 8 trillion dollars in afghanistan the taliban has the country you think he understands any of that we still have active soldiers in iraq somalia you think he knows where somalia is or yemen he's a moron that's what a democrat is anybody who would support this whore anyone who isn't calling for the immediate impeachment let alone you think he understands that we're fighting the 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 russians in ukraine and it isn't the ukrainian nazis even though they're getting saluted on the streets with the heil hitler you think he understands any of that he's a moron Anybody that would support this dimwit, this buffoon. Where is he? Where's the Where's the latest clip? Let's tell. Oh, and what about Xi Jinping in the f- f- foothills of the Himalaya, Himalayas? What should Chinese President Xi know about your commitment to Taiwan? We agree with what we signed on to a long time ago, and that there's a one-China policy, and Taiwan makes their own judgments about their independence. Hey, 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 hey! Stupid. Stupid. That's conflicting statement right there, you moron. Pick a side of the street. Didn't you talk about this with G? America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was in the foot, him, uh, foot, foot excuse me, the foothills of the Himalayas with Xi Jinping. Yeah, grasshopper. Well, it, oh, that's God. when he figured out how stupid you were. That's when he figured out he could have his way with your dumb, short in the pants Irish gypsy ass. We are not moving. We're not encouraging them being independent. We're not. Let, that's their decision. But would U.S. forces defend the island? <laughs> yes, if in fact there was an unprecedented attack. Oh, let's go into crisis mode, the stupid son of a dog. Even though he knew what the questions were, even though we went over the answers, he still got it wrong in the f- 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 foothills of the Himalayas. Stupid son of a. Christine Rogers Park. Oh, gosh, I forgot I was on. Um. Um, I was just telling you, I'm making flyers on my own ink, my own paper, 
and I'm canvassing the neighborhood telling yeah. people about the safety act because nobody seems to know and people are stunned. <laughs> you live in Rogers Park. They don't, they don't care. They're Democrats. Democrats. Well, to your point, I did do East Rogers Park. I know, yeah. but so what? I'll do Here's it. what you got to do. Put on a little flyer. Did you know that the 63 people That's shot exactly this weekend said, in the sewer of Chicago is 13 more than the illegal aliens that were sent out of Martha's Vineyard within 48 hours? Eight hours is when they were on the boat. Get them off. Let's lice all the island. You know that? So why don't you remind the Democrats that, although they, they, the hypocrisy. Well, because I'm going yeah. out door to door and handing out things because people here look to me for leadership, and I will certainly do that. Listen, Christine, I hope that's not your real name because if it is, your insurance agent is going nuts right now. The idea you're going to be walking oh, around guy. Chicago. Just don't. <laughs> All right. Boy, oh, boy, your husband's at the tavern that. telling his friends, I hope this goes He's well. probably listening to you in the car. <laughs> take, take care. Good luck. Door to door in Chicago. Yeah, that should go well. Uh, Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how you doing? I hope you had a good weekend. I did. It was, you know, I, I, I tell you, it's sad. I got home Saturday. Well, I got, I got to Illinois Saturday. And, my, you know, it's nice because my wife has a big family, big family event. And I got to see a lot of people right away. And then I was waiting for the news. I didn't realize that Illinois or Chicago had a soccer team. And they pushed back the evening news for the soccer team. The, what are they called? The foots? What are they called? The fire? Yeah, the fire. Fire. And they lost, and the and the, and I, they pushed back the news, and I was like, oh, that's that's a bummer. And then the news came out, and I said, whew, bring back the soccer. It was the only time I missed soccer. To watch the news, the amount of people getting shot on an hourly basis, the mayhem. I should have known when I got to O'Hare, and I saw a Kia that was worth $3,000 all wrapped in a big Mexican flag. I said, boy, oh, boy, if it wasn't the stink of Democrat B.O. in the air was that, I knew you were back in Chicago. So go ahead. Yeah, I want to talk about the uh, comparisons they're making uh, to uh, Governor DeSantis about sending these illegals to Martha's Vineyard. Yeah. On the Sunday morning shows, you got Chuck Todd, who said it's inhumane. You got this Ken Burns, who should stick uh, to making uh, documentaries, saying he compared it to the Holocaust. Then you got Joy Reid, Hillary Clinton, and this moron, Morning Joe, saying that was human trafficking. And the one that really gets me is... uh, it's uh, Gavin Newsom saying, uh, telling the DOJ to investigate uh, DeSantis for uh, kidnapping. If anyone should be uh, held responsible, it's the stumblebum we got for a president and its vice president, uh, Kamala, tickle me Kamala. Yeah. They should be the first ones that would go to jail. Not She's him. hard to take seriously with her suck. clothes on. Yeah. It would be it would be uh, it would be interesting, but I, I I will tell you this: How come nobody points out they're coming from Venezuela, and wasn't it um, Venezuela that was touted as a big success for not just the the communist teacher union in Chicago, but the Democrats in in general? Weren't they on the cutting edge of single payer, universal basic yeah, but, income? Why are all these people running from Venezuela? Yeah, but one more thing: you're all right. You're talking about fifty people versus. Uh, Thousands that he's been sending across the country uh, in early yeah. morning flights. Well, all I can it's tell ridiculous. you is that's only a bad thing in the Democrat areas. In fact, here uh, in South Florida, it's an it's an actual fantastic thing. And the Floridians, and in particular, the people who ran from these socialist countries that reject communism, whether they be Cuban or Venezuelan or Brazilian, they love the fact right. that we are not being bogged down with illegal aliens who want to stay in 
$400 a night hotels or stay on the on, on cruise lines like that idiot in New York wants to do. Uh, it's it's really a big winner here in Florida. And um, Ron DeSantis will They're cruise They're lucky to have a, a governor like DeSantis. Oh, the best guy in the world. And he will cruise to a record-setting victory. Thank you very much, Rich. And I know... I think I do, I do know why they're here. Right now we're following a developing story. The Biden administration just announced it is offering temporary protective status to Venezuelans living in the United States. That's as many as 320,000 eligible Venezuelan immigrants, many of them living right here in South Florida. The Depart- do you know when that was, Squirrel? That was a year ago. See, but the moron, moron welfare roach Democrats, they don't remember what he did a week ago, let alone a year ago. They just know he's better than the other guy because they're useful idiots. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. So last week... The stumbling diaper wedding embarrassment to America, some call president. He wanted to tell us what the greatest threat to America was. Now, I believe it to be the Democrat mafia that has sold out this country to China, Ukraine, among other oligarchs that have bribed not just the president, but countless Democrats and even some Republicans. So the fact that we've been subverted to foreign money in our government is the greatest threat to it, and it does explain so much of our self-inflicted failures. However, um, you know, you're coming off a weekend, 63 in the city of Chicago shot, 36 in New York, 31 in Philadelphia. I don't know what the cesspool of California, just pick a Democrat sewer. And you realize just how many gangs have assassinated or shot citizens, whether they be innocent or collaborators and other gangs. Who knows? I mean, it really is getting like Sinaloa. Um, But to listen to this dementia patient. Too much hate that's fueled extremist violence that's been allowed to fester and grow. You know, as a result, our very own intelligence agencies, our own intelligence agencies in the United States of America have determined that domestic terrorism rooted in white supremacy is the Really? I wonder, was that what happened in Chicago? 63 people shot? I I don't know the breakdown racially of all the people that were shot. I don't know the breakdown racially of all the people that were shooters. What about the carjack? Is that the greatest threat? See, because what the innuendo is by Joe Biden is that anybody that voted for Donald Trump is a white supremacist. So it's it's a backhanded veil indictment of Republicans. That's what he's trying to do. But the real threat isn't just the Democrat mafia corrupt political whore system that Joe Biden represents so well. It's the Democrat constituents. That's the greatest threat to society. So as you see this fat slob of a governor in Illinois call out the National Guard, finally, and you realize it's just to move around illegal aliens and their bags versus protect Chicagoans, 63 shot, and nobody gives a rip. 50 migrants... In 
Martha's Vineyard. Oh, call out the National Guard. Valentani, good morning to you. That update, like you just said, is underway as we speak at this West Side Church. It was a very busy weekend for Chicago police with two men being fatally shot yesterday afternoon on the South Side. First of all, to watch these children. You know, I, when I'm down in Florida, I watch snippets. I don't watch the news. But to watch these children, they get new ones. Just come on. They had a busy weekend. What do you mean a busy weekend? Hey, stupid. It's not a car wash. It's not Gene and Jude's. What do you mean busy weekend? You have, a, you have a, a chaos. The street gangs are destroying the quality of life. But it does explain why we're celebrating Mexican independence in these sewers. Criminal groups are expanding their grip across Mexico, battling to control territory and generating the worst violence in 60 years. Just last year in Culiacan on October 17th, Mexican authorities captured suspected drug trafficker Ovidio Guzman Lopez, the son of the notorious former Sinaloa cartel leader Joaquin El Chapo Guzman. With the younger Guzman... Boy, that could be Chicago. That could be Chicago. You know what? Celebrate Mexican independence. Because Mexico's biggest problem is that the drugs have corrupted the politics and destroyed the quality of life. Viva la Mexico! It's just like Chicago. Tear it up, boys. We'll be back after this. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest of the nation and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America... He's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so good. Turns out if you play by the actual rules, you're a bit of a sucker in virtually every aspect of American life. Nothing points that out more than our immigration system. There are actually people who come here legally. Can you believe that? My question is, why? I mean, why? Eric Adams, I don't know if you heard this. Where is this moron? And what, I mean, I want to pursue this thing about the cruise ships. Is that really a possibility that you might be able to do that? We're looking at that. That was something that the previous administrations, uh, Bloomberg administration, of my understanding, they looked at that during a surge. And so we're looking at that as a temporary measure, uh, not as a permanent measure. So Eric Adams wants to put illegal aliens on cruise ships. Lori Lightfoot puts them up in hotels. Joe Biden, one year ago, gave backdoor amnesty to over a million Venezuelans. We don't even know the real count because each state had to do their own math. South Florida alone, over 350,000. Can you imagine what New York, California? And when they give that amnesty, guess what happens? Qualify for all kinds of benefits, just like the food stamps that to offset Joe Biden's policies got a $1,600 bonus on the 15th. Was that the celebration for Mexico? I can't decide. They were celebrating something. In the meantime, I wanted to bring on a guest. His name is Simon Hankinson. He is a senior research fellow at Heritage Foundation, specializing in border security and immigration. Do we have either? Uh, not, not as far as I can see. Well, we've got plenty of immigration, but not so much border security. And to a certain extent, you know, when a problem is so big, 
It's a great vehicle, a great Trojan horse to fit all kinds of stupid policies, all kinds of money schemes. I mean, that's what we've been experiencing the last 40 years. This isn't something that's new. And um, the reality is, I'm ironically, for a very open immigration system, I just don't want anyone to qualify for welfare unless you absolutely can prove you need it and it's your last ditch. I don't want even a welfare system. It should be private charity. And I think, after all, what do the Catholic Church raise on this, this topic alone? Well, the immigration system was always set up on the idea that America was a land of, of opportunity, but also of responsibility, and that people would come here and they would work and they would do their best and, and bring themselves up. So we had built into the law a, a public charge section, which says that if you look like you're going to take a lot of social benefits before you even get here, then you're not allowed to get a visa. Um, and it's it's been uh, eroded over many years, but this administration in particular has rolled back everything that the Trump administration did to try to give it some uh, force. And so now it, it just isn't even a factor. You know, Simon, because they, the Democrats, the, 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 the predators on the stupid, the predators on the corrupt, know this is the perfect vehicle. Because this is one of those circular arguments we've always had. And the reality is the more people on government sustenance, the more willing the slaves, the more willing the servitude, the more willing for corruptions. This is a problem the American people allowed to happen. After all, we have states that nullified federal law. And I have yet to find this state that is a sanctuary state for income tax. So, uh, you know, the Democrats have outflanked us in the game of corrupting mankind, have they not? Well, I, I look at this from a, a fairly nonpartisan point of view in the sense that over the years we've had Democrats and Republicans understand and accept that the law of the land is the law of the land, and we enforce it. Um, this is the first time in my career, uh, my new career now, that I've ever seen the government abandon almost completely its responsibilities. So, uh, you know, increasingly I guess it is becoming identified with the Biden administration, but I don't want to give up hope altogether that there might be Democrats out there who understand that our borders should have some integrity and our laws should have some force. We have $70 billion involved with an oligarch that bribed Joe Biden's family, has been bribing Democrats and Republicans for that matter, $70 billion to secure Ukrainian borders. Would we not be better off putting the Russian illegal alien spin on things and maybe we could get to save some of our money? Well, I guess there are two different things, right? I mean, uh, we, we definitely want to resist Russian aggression. Um, Ukraine is a complicated country. It's true that it's, uh, it's got a history of corruption, and we should keep our eye on uh, where that money is going and, and try as much as we can to make sure they spend it on what we want them to. But, uh, you know, supporting them overseas is, is uh, something that we, we should be doing. It's just not, uh, unfortunately, we don't have enough money to go around, so we're printing it either way. Are illegal aliens uh, in the count of the 59 million Americans that receive welfare from the government for sustenance? And, that, and when they say 59, that's everything. That's the whole kit and caboodle. That's uh, rent, and food, and everything. Do, um, when, when, when Joe Biden gave backdoor amnesty for, to the Venezuelans a year ago, they were eligible for those benefits. Um, do we even have a system where anybody isn't eligible? Do you just have to be breathing to be eligible for, for welfare in this country? Well, I'm afraid it is a pretty low bar. Um, there was a 
a piece in, I think it's the Washington uh, or the New York Post by um, Mark Kerkorian, and he, he broke it down to something like $75,000 per uh, immigrant is the amount that they cost over what they put into the system. You know, there have been different studies on this. People disagree. Um, but by and large, when, when people are less educated and they have to get uh, jobs that don't pay as much, they're going to use more social services. And a lot of welfare in the U.S. is, is uh, open to legal immigrants and illegal immigrants and refugees. It's, it's, um, it's pretty easy to get. Do you think that, um, you know, if you're looking at this and you're a law-abiding person and you're trying to come to America legally, wouldn't you come to the conclusion that seems obvious to me you're better off coming here illegally and just navigating the system of being here illegal? I mean, what exactly is the penalty? Do we send anyone back of any of the people in the news, the thousands upon thousands that are storming very small towns in Texas and Arizona? Do we send these people back ever? Well, to the first question, honestly, I cannot see any real advantage to coming legally these days. Uh, it always used to be the case that there was a risk of deportation. Um, you came legally, you, you got the eventual benefit of being a green card holder and then a citizen. You could pass it on to your children, your family. Um, but right now, we're essentially bringing people in. We're, we're giving them, as you say, backdoor amnesty. You let someone in, you say, well, you know, please show up in court in a year, two years. We're not really sure it's backed up. Um, you know, they might be, even if they get told no, which I think nine out of 10 are going to end up not getting asylum benefits, it's going to take, you know, five, 10, 15, who knows how many years. And in that time, they essentially get all the benefits of being legal residents or citizens. And on the second question, uh, no, under this administration, the, the numbers of, of people deported have gone down, I think, to historic lows. And so what that does is send out the message that the risk is almost almost non-existent. Unless you are a heinous felon, your chances of getting deported are pretty close to zero. Well, it's like being a heinous felon in Illinois. Your your chances of being arrested are virtually zero. So um, I always was very optimistic in people that had tasted communism, had tasted Marxism and socialism and Sovietism. As coming to a country built on the ideology of freedom, my best friend in life is a descendant of somebody who, during the Castro takeover of Cuba, uh, his family was uh, abandoned. One was abandoned here. The other was, was sent here. Um, the Cubans in South Florida are the best Americans I've ever met, far better than the Oak Park Democrats of my own old, old neighborhood. Um, is that the case now, or because... Over a million Venezuelans last year, and we don't even know the real number, were given all these qualifications and all welfare. Does that corrupt the uh, socialist from Venezuela, the communist from Cuba, the Soviet from Eastern Europe? Do they just say, ah, I'd rather be in on this scam. America's rich. They can afford the very communism that failed on our, on our, in our small country. You know, I think people's memories, unfortunately, are short. Um, if you're Cuban and you remember... Uh, the takeover by Castro. We're talking about 1959. You got to be decadal. Yeah, you're, you're getting on a bit. Um, and I, I'm really dismayed. Um, I'm an immigrant myself. I'm not from a socialist country, but from Europe. And I'm really dismayed at how young people on university campuses um, are out there advocating socialism and, and essentially Marxism, uh, as if they have absolutely no idea what it what it ends up as every every single time. 
because they haven't read a history book and they've never experienced it. You know, the Vietnamese that live around me in this part of the, the country near Washington, they understand because yeah. they fled uh, North Vietnam. And, and like you said, you know, they make fantastic Americans. I don't think most Venezuelans uh, are are trying to export socialism. They're probably running away from the you know the horrific government that uh, that Maduro is running over there. But I, on the other hand, you know, there's only a certain amount of people that you can absorb all at once, and I think we are exceeding that number. That has always been a silver lining to me. I you know Cambodians are 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 the best entrepreneurial minds. Uh, they're not interested in welfare. They want businesses and so many other people who fl flee these third world, second world hellholes around the world. And um, I'm just concerned because I'm from Chicago. And what happens is those people don't fight the corruption. It's a, it's, they're familiar with it. They come from Mexico, which is arguably one of the most, if not the corrupt countries in the world. And they adapt to the Chicago Democrat because it's like corruption light. In these Democrat strongholds that are run very similar to these corrupt socialist countries, do you think they'll they'll stay there or will they branch out to go to uh, states that are run by Republicans that do not have a welcoming welfare system? I mean, there is still some federalism um, in in the welfare system. Do you think that um, maybe they'll be able to repopulate states that have disincentivize citizens from staying like Illinois, which has, you know, the, the, the most people leaving or New York or New Jersey. Do you think maybe this is a way to get those populations back up? Well, I mean, that's an optimistic way to look at it. Um, you know, our country's it, it, we've had episodes of corruption. It, it's a, it's an ongoing fight. It's not something you ever really win a war. You win, you don't slay the dragon completely. I mean, we're talking, you know, Chicago in the twenties, New York city with Tammany hall and boss tweed, um, our, our country has been horrifically corrupt in places and at times, um, but the original progressives, you know, 100 years ago, the good kind, uh, they they fought against it and they got it pretty much under control for a while, uh, and now it seems to be coming back in places. And there's definitely, um, I wouldn't call it corruption, but a sort of national amnesia where we're pretending that we can have you know unlimited deficits and and basically print money for any purpose without it having any any consequences down the road. I, I like to think these things can go back the way they came, and uh, I want to try to be optimistic. You know, Washington, D.C. is where the point one of the one percenters live. The detached oligarchs and political whores and pimps that run our country are detached from the realities of life. But Donald Trump was able to, to sweep a lot of support because he actually touched a nerve of what the average American was going through when dealing with this kind of corrupted welfare immigration system we have, not to mention the crime and the mayhem. Those numbers are considerably higher than they were in 2015. Is there opportunity for, if not Donald Trump, but somebody like Donald Trump to come along and maybe um, grasp the popular vote in those few states that have voter integrity laws? Well, I definitely think we're not in our you know grandparents' age of, of politics. I think these days, uh, a lot of people are angry, but their attention is divided. They're, they're really busy trying to make a living. So politicians who, who are successful today tend to be those that can deliver a, a blunt message, you know, an unsophisticated one, but one that tells people what they need to hear. So I think we are going to see more populists and uh, let's just say people who get to the point um, and, and try to motivate voters on, on their basic needs.
Has the Heritage Foundation um, um, floated my plan, which I sent uh, via old-fashioned mail, so I'm not sure if you got it, where we buy a small group of islands? I don't want to buy Jeffrey Epstein's island because I don't think we can get it clean, but like in that area, and have uh, an America 2.0 where we try to live up to the ideals that this one was founded on before it was bastardized and corrupted. Uh, have the people at Heritage given that any thought? That's definitely above my pay grade, Sean. <laughs> well, listen, you get me to one of those meetings, I'll sell that son of a gun. In the meantime... Simon Hankinson, you know how much I appreciate you coming on. Thank you very much. Keep it up and let me know when laws actually matter again, will you? Look forward to it. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM560, the answer. You know, it's funny. I always did have better faith in the human being that was fleeing the corruption from these third world hell halls. Then I did the American moron that welcomed it by giving away the principles of Americanism. But I think the reason I'm so aggravated today is because in visiting my old hometown and seeing the acceptance of the chaos of the clear drug gang, street gang control of the city. That's the part that fries me. It really, really does. And when you see these people, I don't know what their age is. I'm sure it ranges. But what you do see is their IQ to celebrate a country that is so obviously helpless. What do you, you, you're independent. Independent from what? You have virtually no currency. You cannot exist without loans from America. Your currency was saved in 94 from Bill Clinton, ironically enough, because Prince Alweedy had a large stake in the peso. Otherwise, the peso would be gone. You would have had to hope for to be wrapped in the euro because your country is swallowed in corruption. And instead of rejecting it, you just go to these Democrat sewers because, you know, they're pretty much the same thing. And when I hear the old reports of Mexico corruption... Tell me it doesn't sound like Chicago. Since 2007, Mexico's drug war has caused the deaths of more than 160,000 people. Although the current president has attempted to address this prolific violence, many gangs are intimately connected and protected by corrupt officials. So just how corrupt is Mexico? It sounds like Chicago. I wonder if they have a Kim Fox lookalike. Well, Mexico has dealt with corruption since its foundation as an independent state. The first ruling party gained power through rampant electoral fraud. And wow, similarities are shocking. Ruled for more than 70 years. Today, the current Mexican president is a member of that party. Corruption runs huh. through every sector of society and is largely based on bribery. Judges huh. are regularly bribed by organized crime groups, leading to fewer convictions and lighter sentencing for criminals. You know, that's probably why there was a big celebration in downtown Chicago and not Lake Geneva. Police are similarly corrupted, and Mexican citizens consider the police to be the most corrupt institution in the country. Law enforcement is sparse, and many have accused officers of working directly with drug cartels. In 2014, a law... Wow. 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 It's like the Congress people whose kids are hooked on the same drugs that cartels are bringing here, and they're still arguing for open immigration, like the ones running in Illinois. Bill displains. Hey, Sean. First off, you rule, buddy. Oh, thank, thank you, buddy. I appreciate that. I'm not feeling. I'm, hey, I'm, I'm uh, still aggravated from being in Chicago. Honestly, it's an aggravating thing. I don't thing. blame you. Yeah. 
I don't blame him. You're coming back for Summit Fest, too, man. Freedom yes. Fest. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. So let me get this straight. We got a fat snuffleupagus in the governor's mansion, Beetlejuice and mayor of Chicago, yeah. essentially not enforcing law, but aren't they, in fact, actually aiding, abetting, an accessory after the fact? But they're doing it for good reasons. Yeah, they're buying taxes. <laughs> yeah, right. Or uh, votes. Yeah. You know, yeah. I. But isn't that technically a crime to aid and abet a criminal? Only in a country built on law. You know, I guarantee if you and I blew off a speeding ticket, Illinois would spend $3,000 to get 500 bucks back from us, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, it's funny. I still have I still have a business there. And I'm a sole proprietor. I own all the shares and all this. If I don't file quarterly on a very specific date, they cancel my license. And all I have to do is file. But if I'm late, i got to file, and then there's a fine. Well, and I'm, I I'm a business. I have a much harder time than if I came here from the Sinaloa cartel, got caught in a shooting over the weekend. I have more of an aggravation in filing a quarterly for a business than these shooters do in, in Chicago, let alone the drug dealers that never get caught. Yeah. Pretty much. You know what that means? Right. It's better to be a scumbag in a corrupt country than an honest man. That's normally something you only see in Mexico. The good news is maybe down the road they'll be celebrating with the American flag instead of the one that represents government corruption. Thank you, Bill. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. How many things go on this month? Is it just classical music month that Dan Proft wanted to remind me of? Exactly. Is it just classical music month that we got a month for that? We got a month for, I mean, I tell you the truth. How come we don't have a month for success? You're not going to have a month for success under the Biden regime. And when it comes to the Biden regime, and the open and notorious pay-to-play political fraud that is his economy. I'm reminded of something when I hear this idiot try to talk about the economy. Mr. President, as you know, last Tuesday, the annual inflation rate came in at 8.3%. The stock market nosedived. People are shocked by their grocery bills. What can you do better and faster? Well, first of all, let's put this in perspective. Inflation rate month to month was just a, 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 just an inch, hardly at all. You're not arguing. Now, obviously, you heard the opening segment where I ripped that short-in-the-pant Irish gypsy apart. But when you really think about it, Joe Biden never worked in the economy. He doesn't know what an economy is. He's a two-bit slip-and-fall lawyer that never practiced. Never practiced. Just passed the bar. Like uh, every other moron that calls himself a lawyer, like Daly. How about that idiot? And uh, the economy, he went to go work in government right away, right? So he's just some moron who hid from the economy, prostituted his political power to buy a DuPont mansion in the late 70s, before stealing was even accepted the way it is today. So what does Joe Biden know? So he relies on these imbeciles, these advisors like Larry Summers, lost $1.8 billion 
for Harvard. One point eight. You know how hard you have to try to lose one point eight billion dollars. You have to try to lose that. You stupid moron. You didn't pick a winner. Not one investment. One point eight billion. And you realize who his cohort is? Jared Bernstein. Now, most people have never heard of him because Jared Bernstein, if it wasn't for corrupt politics, would be some moron still cooking butter to put on your popcorn at some show in Anchorage, Alaska. You'd never know of this idiot because Jared Bernstein has never made money. His big claim to fame is when he was Joe Biden's advisor under the Barack Obama administration. We all know how famously Bidenomics turned out. Here's what he had to say when Barack Obama was president and Joe Biden was simply prostituting political power. Thanks very much, Eric. I am here with uh, Jared Bernstein, Chief Economic Advisor to Vice President Biden. Jared, Jared good to see you. Hey, 650,000 jobs. We've got an unemployment rate closing in on 10%. Tell me why Americans should be encouraged by this number. Well, th- this number uh, it comes from tens of thousands of recipient reports from the uh, Recovery Act. Now, these are folks telling us about jobs in their communities, in their areas, uh, in all of the programs. That- oh, you don't know what that Recovery Act is, Squirrel? Yes, you were just a young tyke back then. That's when Barack Obama and the Democrat morons blew $890 billion. Some of the notable scams, Solyndra and the rest of it, literally blew the money. Then later on, in Obama's second term, he said, yeah, those shovel-ready jobs, and it didn't turn out so well. So it was a national punchline. But here is Jarrett Bernstein today. And no, he didn't get any smarter. In fact, it's almost the same thing. We know consumers are frustrated. They are feeling the pain of this. So let's look forward because it looks like employers are worried as well. These are some of the headlines on looking at employer freezes, hiring, uh, all these things. The Business Insider on Friday talks about the FedEx boss warning of a worldwide recession, closing stores, freezing hiring, Mm. trimming hours, parking planes. Financial Times, Goldman Sachs plans to cut jobs because they say deal making is drying up. Amazon shrinks workforce by 100,000, hiring freezes, layoffs. Above the law says hiring freezes, stealth layoffs hit top 50 big, big, law firms yeah so so now here's the thing all of the people this talking mannequin is 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 mentioning actually do things actually make the world go wrong this buffoon whose wife thinks orgasm is a planet next to pluto has never done jack in his life so he already blew almost a trillion and supported everything as it was going down in flames later a punchline by barack obama what are his words of wisdom today? Oh, what are they seeing that the sure. White House doesn't, or are you guys just not willing to acknowledge it? No, first of all, uh, we're very willing to acknowledge uh, any, we're very much a fact-based uh, economics team when it comes to all of this. If you were fact-based, Jared, you'd commit Harry Carey, you failure, you walking buffoon punchline of a man. You've never succeeded in your life. And by the way, she forgot to mention Ford which is an absolute joke of a company that only exists on the sustenance the people give it as charity and welfare, corporate welfare, but welfare. They've laid off, under Biden, 26,000 people. Oh, but they have. And if you go down line, all of the suppliers and all of the end dealers and all the rest of it and all the massive amounts of people you've put on the unemployment lines, you're lucky You're lucky this isn't Japan.
because uh, Harry Carey isn't a restaurant with some good uh, potato chips. Harry Carey is what people of character would be forced to commit in the failure you call a career, scumbag. Let's go to the words of wisdom of the best political whore this country's ever seen. That 8.3 is good news. No, I'm not saying it is good news, but it was 8.2 or 8.2 before. I mean, it's not, maybe I can make it sound like all. (laughs) He's never made any real money, honestly, yet. He's worth tens of millions, lives in CSAC, all political corruption. So when you think he feels your pain, you morons who say he's better than the last guy, you deserve what's coming. We don't. The good people don't. But after all, that's the society you like because you're roaches. You couldn't exist without leeching on to people of character. You're Democrats. You're all scumbags. 312-642-5600. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. So one of my uh, family members texted me, no, there were some people that used to be Democrats at the party yesterday. No, 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 no. Don't give me that JFK bulldog. If you're still a Democrat with all you've seen from Barack Obama to now, you're a moron. You're an absolute unmitigated moron. Now here, I'll give you the kind of example I mean. Everybody knows that Rashida Tlaib, you know that bulldog from Michigan? She's just caught, comes out, Israel's an apartheid state, right? She's been saying the same thing, and uh, 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 Israel's the bad guy. I wonder why she's not talking about what happened in Iran this weekend. Did you hear this, squirrel? Masa Amini, woman dies after arrest by Iran's morality police. A young woman has died after falling into a coma following her detention by Iran's morality police. State media have reported, sparking fury on social media. Masa Amini, 22, was on a visit to Tehran with her family when she was detained by the specialist police unit that enforces the strict dress code obligatory for women since shortly after the Islamic... Now, why isn't this on every news station? Because Joe Biden, moron that he is, just is trying to give more money to the scum in Iran, the scum government, who's killing their people. Do you know what her crime was, Squirrel? 22 years old, and by the way, I highly recommend you. You're going to have to go and seek it out online. I highly recommend you do so. Gorgeous girl. Gorgeous. She didn't have her beekeeper costume on right. So I wonder, Rashid Talib with that bulldog face, you're upset with Israel, but you're okay with Iran. That not only makes you people walk around in beekeeper costumes, although in your case, I'm in. I recommend it. Cover up that thing you call a face, bulldog. But for a girl like this, it's a crying shame and a sin. Not to mention what you do to women. But you're awful quiet on that, huh? Dog, you're awful quiet on that. And you won't see any news on it. Not one. 22 years old. Her hijabi, her jabby, her beekeeper costume wasn't on good enough. You could see how beautiful she was until men kicked her face in and murdered her. But Israel is an apartheid state, huh? You stupid moron so this is why squirrel i'm relentless in my disgust for any scumbag that would vote for these democrats or call themselves a democrat and if you think oh i care what you think you don't think if you're a democrat you're the absence of thought you're a slave a useful idiot or you're worse you're one of these half-assed wannabe gangsters 
who think you're in on the scam because you bribed one of these scum politicians. And you got yourself a contract at O'Hare, which, by the way, is a ghetto, a sewer. I was just in it, and I think the reason I'm aggravated, I only went swimming in the ocean for an hour and took two showers. I still can't get that O'Hare stink of cheese and beef and loser off me of that scum O'Hare. $8.5 billion. And if that wasn't bad enough, when you're in there, you got to hear that Lori Lightfoot voice. This is voted the number one airport in America, which goes to show you, you think you're going to win an election? If the American morons voted that the number one, it's like a urinal with airplanes. That's what O'Hare is. Dave in Wheaton. Hey, Sean. Uh, I just wanted a comment about uh, deportation. Paul McCartney was deported from Germany with the Beatles when he was young for vandalism. And deportation is just a return trip home. Uh, the, the Marxists will have you believe it's a, a Holocaust. And I am, uh, again, and I have to say that my family, part of it came from Mexico, part of it came from Germany, and all this other stuff. But the, uh, the good people of Mexico love their country and live there. And but here's here the other thing, too, Dave. The good people from Mexico who fled the corruption and mayhem that Chicago adopts are the greatest Americans. But those are the ones that wouldn't be celebrating Mexican independence because Mexico isn't independent. Mexico's a welfare state, just like so many Illinoisans are welfare roaches. does explain the smell in O'Hare and most of the physiques. I'll be back. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck. He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me. My next guest shares the same affliction you have. All honest people have, all good Americans. We have to make our money by our wits. And we have to give half of it to a gangster government. And at the end, we try to accumulate as much as we can to give a better life to our kids and generations behind us than ourselves. Political whores do none of that. They've never made money in their lives. Larry Summers, the economic genius, is... Slightly smarter than Paul Krugman, who's as dumb as a box of rocks. Larry Summers lost $1.8 billion for Harvard. You have to try to lose that kind of money. Like Barack Obama when he lost nearly a trillion with his shovel-ready boondoggle stimulus nonsense. Jared Bernstein is all in. These are the minds that are controlling the most notable political whore ever to disgrace this nation by the name of Joe Biden. Derek Kinney is the author of Good Money Revolution, How to Make Money. And do more good. He's also the CEO of Good Money Framework and the host of the popular Good Money podcast. Derek, how are you? Sean, it's great to be with you, man. I got to tell you, I love your intro music, man. I'm still pumped just from listening to that. Good stuff. <laughs> thank, thank you very much. Yes, it's fitting. And the reality is, you're going to take that kind of, you, you know, the reason that I like it is because it sums up the way I view things. It's not polite because the truth isn't polite. The reality is we have a bunch of political whores and failures like Jarrett Bernstein, like Larry Summers. These are the think thinkers behind the policies that are going to destroy the quality of life for my beloved 
good Americans in a swarm of Democrat-run mafia. How are we going to navigate these waters? You know, Sean, any good movie has a good villain in it. And if we're watching a movie right now, there's lots of good villains right now. There's a lot of deception that's being given and doled out in big proportions to the American people that says, look, you're not as smart as we are, and we know better than you do. And inflation, you know what, it's actually good for you. And you know what, living on a tight budget, that's how it should be. You know what, providing for your family, you need to rely on the government for those things. And and what I see is the media portraying that that's normal, that that's the accepted way that American people should live. And I I really fight against that, Sean, and I know that you do as well. And I, I want to just offer people hope and say, look, you can choose, and I use the word choose carefully because I think it's a choice. You can choose to settle for receiving the crumbs the government scrapes off the table, or you can say, you know what, enough's enough. That's just not right, and I'm going to take things in my own hands and find ways to go make more money so I can give my family the life I've always wanted them to give, and now is the time to do it. Well, it's hard to explain to people that the only thing that really separates us is our is our character. And as you look historically, whether you look through ethnicities or races, whatever the case is, it's, it's, it's all about the individual character that makes the decision that I am going to do something constructive with myself rather than destructive. It's easy, however, to do something destructive, especially when the government in control of your country rewards the destructive loser. Unfortunately, in this country, that's what we've become. We have become a European redistribution in the name of redistribution, but what it really is is government supremacy. And this kind of failure that we've become accepting of cannot exist outside of government. These buffoons I mentioned would never exist, let alone be in control, if it was not for a system of servitude where citizens allowed this skullduggery to be called politics. Not one person in our government economic division has succeeded or could succeed outside of the fairy tale that is the American government and the American currency. And sooner or later, we're going to have to come to this truth until the aliens come and survive us and and save us with their alien money. I can't see a way out. Can you? (laughs) Well, it's certainly one option there, Sean. You know, it's interesting as you were talking, I was thinking back to some of the reality shows that many of us have followed so closely, whether it's the undercover billionaire, undercover millionaire. And basically the plot line is that they take a person out of their business and they see if with limited resources could they create another million or another billion as quickly as possible. And I still believe in my heart of hearts as a red-blooded, hard-working American that that dream is alive for people. So many people, they want to be a millionaire. They want to have opportunities. But what I see is a government narrative that says, you know what, that's not all it's cracked up to be. Instead of independence, we want dependence. And that comes at a steep, steep price. And what I think about, when I wrote my book, Good Money Revolution, two years ago, it came out six months ago, I talked about this concept of bad money beliefs. And, you know, some of the worst beliefs that people grew up with would be 
you know, a, a intending to do well grandparent or parent who bangs their fist on the table and says, if only we had more money, then we could do the things in life we want. And, and people grew up thinking that money was the enemy and that there were the haves and the have-nots. There were people that had money, those that didn't, and those that didn't, well, too bad for them. They could never change their life and get out of that lane. And I want to tell people right now, voice to voice, if you were told that growing up, or you hear that message right now from the media, that is flat, dead, wrong, and you deserve better. But those are hollow words that I just said, because I meant that you deserve better, but you've got to do something about it. And one of the reasons I wrote this book was give people practical ways to fight back in their current job. If they own a business, they want to own a business, they just want a better life, what can they do right now to make more money? Well, the more you, 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 we have a terrible connection, but you and I both know, tie some tinfoil to your other ear and see if that helps us. But you and I both know that what separates people from affording a lifestyle of break-even chaos, and when you look at the data in this country, 50% of the country, 50%, cannot write an unexpected expense of $400, can't write a check. If you bump that up to $1,000, you're damn near 70%, which goes to show you the reality. Only 30% of this entire society are actually producers. And when you say the number, you want to you have a million dollars. Well, to have a million, you have to make 2.8 to have under a system that we've allowed to become in place, a system of penalty for the earner. What you see in the politics today is more guarantees of penalties for those rare few of us who decide to be earners. And now you see this weapon that they now have, this eco-Nazism, and they have something called ESGs, where they have managed to legally extort anybody they choose. And you know that they sell it for corporations, but you also know through the history of government overreach, what that's going to lead to. And it already is. People are already being taxed to breathe, being taxed to drive cars, being taxed to put air conditioners on, and all the rest of it. How can we ever go back to those principles that motivated you and me and built legacy wealth of our ancestors who are not in on the scam? Because if we are the recipients of political corruption, well, then we're void of all of these penalties of taxation, all void of all of these penalties of, of regulation. So at a certain point when a society becomes so corrupted, is it better to fight it or better to say, all right, let me get in on this solar panel nonsense and windmills? After all, I know morons from my old neighborhood, one kid in particular, selling windmills, he's making millions. Because that is the corp corporatocracy that we have allowed our government to become because we're ignorant or afraid to call that what it is, corruption. And that's the only thing that's systemic in America. You know, Sean, let me be a voice of reason to your listeners, because I, I know that as people listen right now, they come home from a hard day at work and they're frustrated. They may be working at a job they don't even like to provide uh, for things for the family who they love, but there's a dichotomy. You know, they, they hear a message that says, you know, even we heard the president last week say, but he said, you know what, the stock market is really not the barometer of the economy. And what we're hearing now is that whatever is supportive of the narrative that puts the current 
party in a positive light is what is portrayed, and that's flat wrong. You know, we're growing up in a generation now where, where people are smart, and we're seeing people who don't want to invest because there's a lack of trust and a lack of belief in the system. I met with a couple of business owners recently, and they shared with me, Derek, it feels like the deck is stacked against us, they said. It feels like if we make too much money, the IRS agents that are being hired are going to be coming for us, mm-hmm. and if we make too little money, we can't support our family, and they're in this box. And that's not what free enterprise is all about. And what I told them was, you know what, you need to go make more money, pay your fair share, not a penny more. I'm a tax-paying small business owner myself, and I feel poor four times a year. Those quarterly payments, I've yeah. got to make them, not a penny more, as you know what that feels like. But I want to encourage people to go make money by adding as much value to people's lives as possible, and don't buy into the fear the fear narrative that the government says, if you make too much money, we're coming for you. We've got to fight fire with fire. Well, that's why I want to tear down the government system. I want to tear down and point out this open corruption that is Bidenomics, that is the progressive tax. There's a reason it was the number two plank of the Communist Manifesto. And the idea that so many Americans have just allowed it to happen because they have this idea of fair share. See, there, here's the idea. There is no fairness in the way in which government misappropriates and bastardizes and corrupts the rest of the world with our money. We've enabled them to do that. So I want to come to a point that puts the only restraints in this country where they're supposed to be, on politicians and on politics. And the idea that Nancy Pelosi isn't arrested for the fact that she's amassed hundreds of millions of dollars by being a frontrunner to the very political corruption I fight against is why I think it's never going to be worth it And I say that being somebody who succeeded. Worth it when you're penalized and made a moron out of if you're not in on that scam. So I think it's crucially important for people to snap out of it and realize elections are important and they mean something. And to rather than get bogged down with what are you going to do with your investment, that's it may be more advantageous to understand what exactly your government's going to do with your money. And until you solve that problem, the other is secondary. You know, I, I don't disagree with you, Sean, on that. You know, it's important for people right now that it's important to be aware of the facts. And the facts are that if we don't take action and people don't vote based on what is right for America in November and not have limited memory. For example, you think back to what happened in Afghanistan and people forget about that or what happened when they said we're not in a recession. And we are, and people forget about that. And I think it's important to empower people right now more than ever. So I do want to mention this, Sean, you know, part of the the message of our book is empowerment. And I want to make sure that people have this message. We're giving away the first five chapters of the book for free to your listeners. They can go to goodmoneychapters.com, goodmoneychapters.com, download the first five. There's great value there. But I just don't want people to settle back. And even those that completely disagree, which I know most of your listeners do with the current status quo, but what can you do about it? It's one thing to complain, one thing to to say this is not right. But I want to give people tools where they can go today, go make more money, be the valued employee where they're at, or the business owner who wants to make more money. And then once they've got more money, now there's power there to do the good they want to do. And the question I would ask is, who is a better 
utility to do more good, you or the government? And I think you know the answer to that. Yeah, and I'm also so I'm so infuriated of what they did with my money that they stole from me. I, I paid way more than my fair share. And $8 trillion in Afghanistan, not to mention the tens of thousands of lives lost and the hundreds of thousands changed. And you realize what this government is going to do in almost every instance is double down on stupid. And then you realize it can't exist, even though it has reaped more revenue than ever even imaginable. And every month it sets a new record. Every month it can't exist unless it creates more promise of taxation and debt. So that's why I think people who are frustrated, who are doing that job to do better for their kids, need to make certain that their kids understand what's at stake and not have another generation of willful idiots. Because anybody who supports this politics as it sits is begging to be a slave or too stupid to realize they are one. Because what we have is not the American economics you and I love, the capitalism based in property rights. What we have under a corrupt system of failure is feudalnomics, and we need to focus, too, because I think, you know, what I'd like to do, ideally, is get together all the honest guys and say, why don't we just sit down for the next month and see what happens? Because until we do that, we're going to always be held hostage by the corrupt mafias of organized labor that do it or the corrupt corporatism in politics, because you and I both know when ESGs come up, we, have, we haven't even seen the, the beginning of it. When they start to weaponize their new form of taxation. There's a reason they doubled the IRS. And at a certain point, I don't want my good people to struggle all that hard and do all those things and then get robbed. So I think the two need to work in conjunction. But that's why I listen to your podcast. And that's why I love what you do. And I love the way you approach it because you approach it through the recognition. The best answer for life itself is Americanism and propertyism, often referred to as capitalism. And if we don't hold on to that system and protect it, we're just going to be whistling like those little dwarfs in Snow White. We're going to, and we're not going to get the diamonds. And that's the point. I want to, I want to go back to the capitalism that inspired you and me and, and uh, Bastiat and, and Austrian economics and Milton Friedman and go back to the way in which so many races and generations and, and nationalities and ethnicities dug themselves out of a welfare state. I think we're, we're, it's, that, it's at that point in history. What do you think? Oh, I think you summed it up well, Sean. And I, I think, you know, what I want to, to leave the listeners with is, you know, don't continue just to accept this narrative. And the, the problem is it's basic marketing strategy where you repeat the same message over and over again. And eventually people first, they question it. Then they begin to accept it, and then they begin to believe it. And these are people who are rational, intelligent people that suddenly find themselves way off in, in nowhere land because they've not been focusing on the truth. That's why listening to you know, people like yourself and people who put America in a place where it should be, and that is the land of opportunity, the land where people can dream and do and not have a lid to put on them. The, the problem is we have policies that put lids on people, and I'm all about removing lids, breaking ceilings. Let's unleash people's potential. So across racial lines, there, there's no need for this type of division in this country. We can let business, we can let democracy bring us back together. Yeah. And it's what I talk about in my book, Good Money Revolution. You talk about it on your show. 
we only have a certain amount of time on this earth. And if we're not acting in the best good for our family and our friends and our community, I would ask, what are we doing? And I think now's the time for us to rise up and make things happen. You know what else I like about you, Derek? You wouldn't have been able to write this book and have the following you have and have the credibility you had had you lost $1.8 billion. How hard is it to lose $1.8 billion? And if you do lose that kind of money, there's only one place you could possibly have a career, and it's government. Derek Kinney, I appreciate you for being a capitalist, and I appreciate your book, Good Money Revolution. Thank you for joining me. My pleasure, Sean. Always enjoy it. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. The pandemic, the intersection of everything wrong with not just government, but your American citizen willing to be a useful slave to misinformation, to lies, to fraud, to scare tactics. It worked famously. In the autopsy of America, that will go down as the catalyst, bar none. And much to the wrong-headed interpretation of what's going on by the dimwit and diapers, some call president. Where is it? Is the pandemic over? The pandemic is over. We still have a problem with COVID. We're still doing a lot of work on it. Uh, it's But the pandemic is over. If you notice, no one's wearing masks. Everybody seems to be in pretty good shape. <laughs> Go to Oak Park. Tell me if that's working well. Uh, not so much in New York. Hundreds more teachers fired for not getting COVID shots. New York City's Department of Education fired 850 teachers and classroom aides. That brings the total to nearly 2,000 school employees fired for not complying to the vaccine mandate. Several cities have lifted those mandates, but New York Mayor Eric Adams has kept it in place. Well, he's a Democrat. They're not quick on the uptake, and they are normally in on the scam. And the guy who's really in on the scam is Pickleface. Nobody wants to go over the thousands of emails where Fauci helped create the greatest weapon to ever hit these shores. COVID, the pandemic, the China flu. We've been asking you, and you refuse to answer, whether anybody on the vaccine committees gets royalties from the pharmaceutical companies. I asked you last time, and what was your response? We don't have to tell you. We've demanded them through Freedom of Information Act, and what have you said? We're not going to tell you. But I tell you this, when we get in charge, we're going to change the rules, and you will have to divulge where you get your royalties from, from what companies, and if anybody on the committee has a conflict of interest, we're going to learn about it. And something tells me he doesn't pay his fair share on the kickbacks, on the bribes, on the scams, on the inside deals. There's another problem with it. A warm welcome to today's talk. It's Sunday, the 18th of September. Now, we're looking at excess deaths today. This is a phenomenon all over the world at the moment. And what prompted me to do this is the Euro... You know, Limey's, uh, well, he has a slow talker, so we sped him up a little bit. It's a problem all over the world. I just want to make sure you heard that. Excessive deaths. We broke the story, what was it, about two and a half months ago, Honey Bunny, when he said there were 315 extra deaths in London, England, Great Britain, a week. That didn't get much attention. I wonder if this number will. The European Union has just published data showing that deaths are 16% higher than we would expect. And the vast majority of these are not COVID deaths. So we've got a great increase in non-COVID 
deaths. So that's what we'll be looking at from the European Union. And we'll see that this is the case in many countries around the world. Now, the UK latest excess, uh, excess death data, updated on the 16th of September, data for the week ending the 2nd of September. 350 deaths involved COVID. That's, uh, it was 505 the week before, so that's continuing to go down, which is good news. Total number of deaths registered in the UK, just over 10,000, but 7.4% above the five-year average. More people are dying than we would expect. This, this equates to 706 excess deaths in the United Kingdom. And deaths involving COVID-19 account for 3.4% of all excess deaths. So per week, 706 deaths per week than normal just five years ago. What's the difference? The vaccine, the untested vaccine that reaped trillions of dollars in revenue to the creators and the corruptors of our government. Big Pharma, no question about it. We have the old Pfizer CEO. I want to get a little into the weeds here and the mRNA technology. When you and you and your your colleagues were trying Cohorts. to decide which route to go down, the traditional vaccine route or the mRNA route, you you write that um, it was quote most counterintuitive to go the mRNA route, and yet you went that route. Explain why. It was counterintuitive because Pfizer was mastering, or let's say we had very good experience and expertise with the multiple technologies that could uh, give a vaccine. Adenoviruses, but some of the other vaccines are. We, we were very good in doing that. Um, protein vaccines, we were very good in doing that, and plus many other technologies. Um, mRNA was the technology, but we had less experience, only two years working on this. And actually, mRNA was a technology that never delivered a single product until that day. Oh, I think he's wrong, Pfizer foreign CEO. It developed the Jimmy Leg. It developed Bell's palsy. And then the old thing called myocarditis, that now everybody knows what it is. Most people didn't. That's when your heart gets too big. And you're still doubling down on stupid and firing teachers and forcing it on children. But I can always spot the scam. It's when you try to normalize failure. So what better than to run a commercial for children who you've now forced to take the vaccine. And now myocarditis is so common. Guess what they're doing, squirrel? Commercials for kids to normalize it. I've been into fashion since I can remember. But one day, I had a stomachache so bad, I didn't want to do anything. The team at New York Presbyterian said it was actually my heart. It was severely swollen. Something called myocarditis. But doctors gave me medicines and used machines to control my heartbeat. They saved me. So now I can become the next great fashion designer. Yeah, that's it. Now, just at 30 seconds so you could run it on TV. And the kids can watch it, and they won't realize that not only did their parents help facilitate the government poisoning them and forever changing their life with an enlarged heart, it's normal now. Don't be mad. That's why I like to turn once in a while to Europeans who are sick and tired of being slaves, like this Romanian politician. And I only wish that American politicians outside of Rand Paul had half the testicle fortitude of this Romanian. Answer from Emma which is showing for every vaccine the kind of tests that were done. So in the, case of, in the case of Moderna, for example, 
you provided data showing that you tested these vaccines since 2017, 2018, 2019. So how were you able to test these vaccines? Back then, when we found out about this virus in December of 2019. <laughs> because your data is frauded. It's a lie. They're lying to you. Just like the CDC who tested it on eight mice, or as it's known in Melrose Park, Mises. Somebody better get angry outside of this Romanian guy. Second question, the contracts. You mentioned here that there are some secrets or some confidential information in these contracts that should protect your interests. Now, the question that I address to you, what about the interests of us and the interests of the European citizens? Because this is how some of the pages from the contract between Moderna and the European Commission is showing. So I'm asking you, do you think he's holding it up like it was an F, uh, a, a, a arrest warrant for Donald Trump? It's all redacted. They don't want to let you know. And then they're giving you backdated fraud. Why is a Romanian aggravated and not American people or American representatives? This is fair to all of us to talk about these vaccines, to talk about boosters, to talk about medical products when we don't know the clauses of these contracts. So the direct question to you, Mr. Bancel, is when are you going to fully publish the contracts that you had both with the European Commission and with the member states of the European Union? After the uh, Kennedy assassination investigation, 75 years from now, in the meantime, I know what it's about, my Romanian friend. We've been asking you, and you refuse to answer, whether anybody on the vaccine committees gets royalties from the pharmaceutical companies. I ask We've been sold out with the greatest weapon to ever hit the world. It wasn't a nuclear bomb. This was one that stole all of our property and forever put us in servitude to the most corrupt people on this planet. Politicians and political whores. The good news is there's still one in Romania and one in America that are putting up the fight everyone should put up. Another question, the issue of liabilities. You were asked by our colleague here about the liabilities and you avoided to answer this question. So my question to you is, why are you pushing the liabilities on the states and on the people who receive these vaccines and might have, and I say it might have, adverse effects while you get all the profits? Nevertheless, the, the be volunteer Because it's the greatest scam next to our foreign policy and our manipulation of weaponized currency. There you go, babe. I like this Romanian devil. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show. On AM 560, The Answer. AM 560, The Answer. Man, oh man, if only this guy was American. This is the last question. You just stated here that these boosters were requested by the U.S. government who also approved the boosters without trials on humans. So I'm asking you, do you think this is fair? Do you think we can go and ask the European citizens to be vaccinated with some medical products that were not properly tested or not at all tested in humans? Thank you. Now imagine if he saw a picture of Dr. Awardi and he realized what that Bell's palsy could make you look like. Not to mention the Jimmy Lake. Big heart. Just show commercials to your kids. Everyone will get used to it. Tom in Blue Island. 
Well, hey, Sean, you know, when Trump was pushing these vaccines, he was talking like he was building a building, which sounded crazy. They're getting done so fast, so fast. And, you know, as you just as the numbers you just said, as those numbers get borne out over the years, they're not going to blame Fauci. They're going to blame Trump, Sean. Well, I did. I don't know if you remember that. You should have, too. I took a lot. I took a lot of heat for that. But there's no way you give these people immunity. They should be held held in contempt. They should be held liable. I mean, that's what he's arguing for. Because what he realizes is it'll be passed to the state and the governments, and then they'll pay you with your own money. It's almost like fining ComEd in Chicago. Then you get a rate hike. And before you know it, you realize, uh-oh, I'm the idiot. John in Cherville. Hi, Sean. Hi, John. Uh, I don't know if you've heard about this article today in Florida from the Citrus County Chronicle. Uh, from a company called Joey Laboratories. Yeah. It's a Chinese-based biological research company purchased 1,400 acres for $5.5 million this past July to uh, build a research facility. Why in the heck are the U.S. government allowing these Chinese companies to buy property in the United States? Because of that purchase? By the way, Ron DeSantis signed a law on June 7th to combat Chinese influence into Florida real estate and Florida universities. And what he's exploring right now, even though I think they might have closed, although I'm not sure, I think he got the law passed in time in Tallahassee. You could find it at the uh, Orlando Sentinel. Um, he signed a law to block that and to break that kind of purchase by a communist government. And you know what's going to happen, right? China is going to take it to the Supreme Court because they own Joe Biden like a chiclet in Don Corleone's pocket because they gave that stupid son of a dog and his crack smoking son 31 million for a reason and that's to sell this country out to China because Joe Biden is an asset of the Chinese Communist Party and the true Manchurian candidate. What do you think of that? Yeah, that's it's just unbelievable. I'd like to know what the uh, vaccine the rate in China is. Wouldn't you laugh if you find out they didn't they... give one of them? Go ahead. If, they, if the Republicans somehow get some uh, control in Washington, I hope they put a stop to all this. All in the meantime, the John, here's the good news. You're calling me from Indiana. The Republicans have control there. Just make sure they keep it. And the red states stay red. The blue ones will do what they do. And before you know it, you'll be seeing cars driving around with the Mexican flag as paint. Terry Rogers Park. Hey, uh, uh, I, I wonder uh, when Darren Bailey gets uh, elected, uh, will he be able to stop uh, Lightfoot and uh, Fox's uh, ridiculous leadership? Or he can't uh, do stop we have Lightfoot, but he could follow Ron DeSantis's play and remove Kim Fox for not enforcing law. By the way, it was a huge win for DeSantis here. In fact, even people who saw themselves as Democrats but also were victims of crime. They kind of stepped up and supported him. It's a big winner. People want to be safe. I hope to God he wins, but when you realize how many Democrats are winning in the suburbs, I hope he wins. I hope there's still enough people who haven't uh, left or realized just how corrupt Illinois is. Thank you very much, Terry, in Rogers Park. Glad to see you went another weekend without getting shot or robbed. Uh, Do we cover enough Chicago stuff? I don't know. It's so much atrocity, so many failures. How do you decide? How do you decide? I know. Let's 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 play a good one. You are the first president of the United States who never had a political post before, were, never served in the military, 
you come up here, you've been here for almost two years. What's the biggest surprise? And what have you learned since you've been president? Okay, so I always used to say the toughest people in Manhattan, real estate guys and blah, blah. Now I say they're babies. <laughs> Who's they're the babies. toughest? The political people. This is the most deceptive, vicious world. It is vicious. It's full of lies, deceit, and deception. You make a deal with somebody, and it's like making a deal with uh, that And table. that's a guy who got the cement laid for his building by the Gambino crime family, saying that the Democrats are the real mafia. That's why they had to get him out. He upset so many of their scams. Now they're back in action with the Irish Gypsy. I'll be back in 21 hours. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.